Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. To you be all honor and glory this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a pastor, my job is to, to bring you the Word of God, uncompromised, uh, palatable, so that we can live thereby. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Today, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you a simple question as we get into the Word of God, Christmas gifts. If I said that term to you, Christmas gifts, here this morning, close your eyes for a second. If I said to you, Christmas gifts, what is it that you see? Hallelujah. Thank you for the good spiritual answers. <laughs> Amen. But for most people during this time of year, at this time, I would say, if I would say Christmas gifts, if you're honest, before God you were thinking, oh, I forgot to buy something for Uncle Joey and so-and-so and what's under the tree and oh, I got to go shopping tomorrow uh, and uh, are the lights working at the house and all that um, because we get, uh, the flesh gets swirled into the season that is called Christmas. Christmas. And I've been spending time looking at, you know, Christmas and there's those online that would say it's a pagan religion. And um, in fact, there was a a group of Satanists that say, oh, we encourage you to worship on Christmas because it's Satan's birthday. And it's like, um, so there's all these, and you, you, can't, you can't ignore it. You've got to look at it and uh, understand that this is not uh, what, is, uh, what they are depicting because Satan is the biggest liar of them all. Amen? And so he and his group, Clammies, they don't want us to worship the king on this day. How do you debunk something like that? Christmas is not for Christians. Or, you know, this is December 25th is not his birthday. I agree. I agree 100%. It's not. Others, there, there's about three different points of view on that. That's not the issue. The issue is, am I going to allow a group of people, paganists, to have me not worship my king on December 25th? So if I was the devil, I would, I, would, uh, I would do this here. I would set up 365 pagan gods, one for every day of the year, and say, guys, if you worship on May the 2nd, you are worshiping the god Zuma, Zuma, Zuma. And I would, I, I would totally, I could, I could destroy Christianity by saying anybody that worships on any, any, in any day is of the devil. So you... Like, like I, I, don't, I, I look at that when they say, no, you can't worship them because it's the, you know, the winter solstice, which is something that happens about five days later. There's something else that happens a few days before. Now it's Happy Hanukkah. You know, um, so there's so many different celebrations going on. But nowhere in the Word of God does it depict that I am not allowed to worship 365 days of the year to bring glory to the King. And mistakenly, if I happen to worship on December 25th, I'm worshiping some pagan god or something like that. I don't even know his name. I, I've heard different versions of it and stuff like that. But So I want to encourage you. I get to worship 365 days of the year because the Bible says to me, this is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. 
What day was that? From the day Isaiah chapter 60 was written, verses 1 to 3, um, arise from the depression, rise up to newness of life. Amen? And it's talking about the day. This is the day the Lord has made. It's talking about a time period. One day with the Lord is a thousand years. And so we get to worship 365 days of the year. All the time. Do you realize that even every day of the week is named after some planet or some entity or something out there? So in other words, I can't worship, if I can't worship 365 days of the year, and I can't worship on any day of the week, including Sundays and Saturdays and all that because it's all depicted to some other god or entity or planet or whatever, then where do I worship? So you can see how the devil's got his hands in there and uh, has, has taken the... Uh, why, why are we not... Why are those people not spending time rather than, you know, uh, minimizing the uh, birth of the Savior? Why would they not spend time to worship him along with the other Christians? Why throw uh, water on the fire when people, when the world is looking for a Savior and a Lord? Having said that at the same time, We can make idolatry out of Christmas. We can so be engulfed with, and again, I challenge you, I have to challenge my heart. I have to, because I'm going to be standing alone before the throne of God. And I will will stand there and I will give an account for what I did. And uh, what I thought. And how I feel about, you know, and and so right now, uh, again, I encourage you. I mean, I love... I used to have a bakery. We used to be busy at Christmas and, and so many things going on in that. And uh, it, it, it's one of those things, if you're not careful, you forget the gift that came down. Because you got Uncle Joey to think of, you got Sister So-and-so, you got trees to set up and, and all that kind of stuff. Now you be honest with your heart. Has that overtaken you? Then it is idolatry. That it is something r- other than the worship of Jesus Christ and the real purpose of why he came. So I just kind of prepare a little list here of, uh, I just wonder, just wondering here, if when we talk about gifts in um, James chapter 1, you can throw that one on the board, uh, verse, well, I better read it, 2. James chapter 1, it's exciting. Don't look so sad, because we're just getting back to the priorities of what, what is all, the Christmas is all about. It is about the Son of God coming down, and everything he, he has done. Just think about if, if um, you are giving gifts to people and they try to pay you for it. What does that do to you? That kind of like, no, this is from my heart to you. This is me. I love you. I want you to enjoy this gift. And no, I'm going to pay you for it. I'm going to whatever. No, there's nothing that you can do to earn what the Savior has brought us. But so we got to find out what he has brought us. And again, today, obviously, in 20 minutes, we're not going to, 30 minutes, we're not going to get into all of that. But I want to, I want again, steer my little ship around. I want my mornings to start out like Wigglesworth, dancing with joy, because I have a revelation and an understanding of what he gave us, what he brought us. We didn't come to him with anything. In the fact, the Bible says our righteousness, our own efforts, Everybody before Jesus, everyone that was teaching before Jesus taught, the Pharisees, Sadducees, all these guys, all they had to offer is filthy rags. So, and I got I to gotta keep that clear. Everybody before the cross, 
was basically functioning as a filthy rag. Now we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And so we can't take any glory. While I'm from, you know, while the Bible even says that, it says, I can, um, don't, say, don't say that you come from Abraham's lineage. That doesn't matter right now. You still need to be born again. Or, or Jesus even said, I can get these rocks to cry out uh, praise and worship. So it's nothing to do. Hey, Jesus, I'm part of the, the clan over here. Or my, my father was a priest in the Old Testament. It doesn't matter. What matters well, he came to his own. Then his own did not receive him. So he went and uh, he went all the way around uh, the land of Zebulun, as we shared last week. And his glory, it's all about him. He carried, the only one carrying the full package at that time was the Lord Jesus Christ. And he could have walked around and said, I'm the only one, I'm the only one, I'm holy and all that kind of stuff, and you guys are all going to hell. No, he came to make disciples, disciplined ones that are going to uh, follow, be born again, and also contain what he contained. We carry this good gospel in earthen vessels. Amen. So I'm that's, this is going to be really foreign, and, and I'm sure your kids wouldn't come out with this answer either. So um, we're going to read from James 13. It says, let nobody say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God. Wow, that's a revelation right there. Never say that. Say, I'll never say that. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts nobody. That includes your cancer, your this, your this, and whatever else, your mother-in-law, or whatever. He can't be tempted, and he doesn't tempt anybody. Amen. So that's right there, that's, a, that's worth a million dollars knowing that. Let nobody say when he's tempted, he's tempted of God. The, then it goes on, it says, do not be misled. Verse 16, my beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect free large gift, full gift, is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives this light in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting, or casting shadow by his turning as in an eclipse. So there is not one thing on the list of what Jesus brought, and he's the one that brought it, he's the one that started it all, that is not good for you. Everything is good for you. Everything is wholesome for you. Everything is going to be required equipment for the new creature. Think about it, just the subject of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he, everyone that, got, that accepts Jesus, Jesus, be my Lord, he comes in and he gives you the gift of faith so that we can believe. It, it's an automatic, comes with the package, so to speak. Amen. See, we don't understand. There was 400 years of silence, and all these people were hurting. Matthew chapter 5, they were mourning. They were sad. Don't ever think the people in the Old Testament are equal to the people in the New Testament. Uh, they're not. We're different creatures. We are born, if you are, born again. Now, the people in the world, they have a right to be sad, depressed, and things not working out. But you and I accepted the challenge. You and I accepted the offer, just like Abraham in the Old Testament when he first established a relationship with God. He still couldn't have what you and I had. You and I got something special. Look at your neighbor and say, you and I got something special. 
Now, a little bit more enthusiasm. There's something, and again, it's like, whoa. You, you know, you have to go through the owner's manual of, uh, and the one that fits for, I saw Kenneth Copeland the other day, he says, you know, when you buy a Ford, you don't have a Chevy owner's manual, and it just doesn't work. The parts don't fit. The parts of being gloomy and sad and that do not fit us as a believer. It is different now. We are born again. And every free gift came into us uh, at the beginning. And so every good gift is from above. And it was to his own. Oh, here, here he goes. He, uh, verse 16. First he says, I'm going to give you gifts. Then it was of his own free will. His own free will. They decided, the God had decided what you and I need to be born again at this Christmas season. We're all excited because the baby came to be that perfect sacrifice. All our sins are laid on him. We get to be born again. Born from above. Born to a newness of life. A life that never existed before. Amen? And a lot of people stop there. Well, I go to church. So, are you born again? Are you a new creature in Christ Jesus? Cricket, cricket. Yes! Hallelujah. Are you receptive to the gifts that he gave you? Yes! Hallelujah. Praise God. Why would I want that? Because, verse 18 again, and it was his own free his own free will that he gave us birth as sons. How many sons and daughters of God do I have here today? It was his own will. Thank you. And he gave us birth as sons. Birth. How is that even possible? I am not who I used to be. I got birth as a son of God. My house may look the same. My shell, this here, you know, uh, we didn't lose weight when we got born again and get into shape necessarily by just being born again. Our hair didn't grow back up top. It's the house. But something definitely changed on the inside. And it was his free will and his good pleasure that gave us this opportunity. He gave us his own free will that he gave, a, he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth. So that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated, say consecrated, to him. Amen. I think sometimes we do people injustice. Just make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And they don't understand the full package that when you came in, you came in. There's not a front row Christians, you know, back row, and these ones are hot, and these ones are the medium ones and all that. That's something that you might choose to do, but what he did is he wanted you to come in full speed, full speed ahead, be everything that he wanted, a kind of first fruit of his creatures, a sample. Who's going to be sampling us? Our neighbors? Our friends? Amen? I remember one, one speaker said, I, went to, I got born again when I was eight years old. He says, and I went to school the next day, and they all knew something was different. Yeah. I had gone, they all knew it. Something changes in your spirit, man. You become born again. There is a purpose for that. You become born again so that you can partake of what else there is to partake of. If you, were, if you would not be born again, 
and God gave you his power, you would die on the spot. You would die. Just like Uzzah who touched the ark in the old covenant. He was, number one, they were doing it rebelliously. They were supposed to carry it on poles. But they put it on an ox cart. And he was walking along and the thing was going to slide off. And he put his hand on it and he, he died. That anointing will kill you. So think about that. You are not like your neighbor. You, if you have a twin, you're not like your twin anymore. Unless that twin gets born again, you are something different. See, most people don't know that. I got this gift called new birth. I got born again. When that Jesus came down, he didn't just come down to, um, to um, oh, what, if you don't understand it, then it, you, know, you could add other things to it. Well, he came down, then we have a nice nativity scene, a little baby and, and so forth. He came down to rip into Satan's kingdom and grab a people back for himself. Those that will call on the name of the Lord. Those that desire to be consecrated to him. That's, that's a huge thing for me right now. To be consecrated to Him. To walk uprightly. I don't want another day going by, another week, where I lay my head on, the, on my pillow and I say, you know what? Oh, I'm just too busy with you know, the Christmas lights. And I, I was busy. I wanted my big Jesus sign. I'll, it kind of caved one day and it said J.S. and then M. It looked like Jerry Savelle Ministries. <laughs> and so I had to fix it up again. It was after the windstorm and that. But you know what? We could spend so much time. And then I go in the garage and I'm going to work on my hot rod and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then meanwhile, my spirit man, no, I'm consecrated to him. That baby came to give me a life. He had to obviously come as a baby because he needed what? Flesh. He needed a body you prepared for me, he said. He came in as a little baby. Because, I mean, it's not like the Terminator where they dropped out of heaven, boom, like that. It's, he, he, you just don't do that. You know, he came through the womb of a woman so that he could be exactly like you. Why would that be important? So he could exactly take all the sins, all the shame, absorbed in one body, so you and I can go free. Takes a consecrated people. And again, when you consider the time where he spent on the cross, he hung there. And uh, I'm almost, uh, I always thought that the whippings included, because he said they beat his face, they hit him so hard, uh, and, and that he was deformed by that. But he took every disease upon him. Like one, one speaker said, you know, like uh, you, you have other, def you have deformities of the face. You have things that boils and things that diseases, 39 categories. Everything was absorbed. That's why he needed a body at Christmas so he could grow up and absorb all of that for us. And so that he could, one, and as it says, it says those that are consecrated to him would um, be pleasing to him. I'll read that again. I think that's so important. It was his own free will that he gave us birth as sons. Amen. Think about that, ladies, when we're doing dishes. Oh, well, I do dishes big time, too. So <laughs> think of that when you're fixing the car, gentlemen. I'm laying under here as a son of God. Amen. Oh, that's just good church talk. No, this is eternity talk. You're going to be that for all eternity. I, when you're working on those airplanes, you are a son of God working on there. Not the son of God, not the begotten son, but you are born again according to the word of God to newness of life. Yeah. And now you become a container for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
Amen. So we're talking about gifts this morning. Every good gift comes down from above. Why would he do that? So that we should be a kind of first fruit, verse 18 again, of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to him, sold out to him. Can I be the variety of the unsold out type? Nope. It's not going to fly. You've got to get a revelation of that. You get in love with Jesus. You're so consecrated and sold out to him. That is Jesus in the morning. Jesus at, the, at noon, at supper time. Jesus, Jesus, when I lay my head on the pillow, is it still Jesus? Or have I got other thoughts that are predominant? And yes, I go to church and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a Jesus, am I sold out or con- consecrated? Or else, folks, I'm telling you, if we just you know, buy a car and we just uh, use it to plant flowers in, you know, I, if we, we just buy a car to sit in the garage, it's just, if we just buy a car and we never, never uh, use it for the function to which it was created, there's going to be something missing in your life. You're going to walk all over the place. Amen. So every good gift comes from above. Let's see if we can um, unwrap these ones here. There, um, several of the gifts that, well, I'll do the wise men in a sec here, but one of the gifts that he gave us is freely. He gave us this here, the fruits of the Spirit. You didn't have them before. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, temperance, and faith. So if you're trying to take a round out of your neighbor, that's not born again. I'm telling you, go back and get before God. He, and, and allow this gift, the fruit of the Spirit, to rise up. You're going to need it to walk. You're going to need it as you rub shoulders with people. You're going to need it on the workplace. You're going to need it to have endurance and patience and steadfastness. Yeah. Amen. Say, thank God. I don't depend on my strength. I depend on the gift so he's giving out the, when you got born again and you got filled uh, with the Spirit of God, which happens when you call on the name of the Lord, he gave you a total overhaul on the inside on all these points. So I know worldly people that are happy. I'll tell you what, allow them to rub up against difficulties long enough and you're going to see the same, that what is in them. There should be an absolute difference with the gifts of the, 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 spirit, uh, the fruits of the Spirit that came into us. Amen? Hallelujah. No, you're not just that way. You're just, well, I'm just a, let's pick on me, German. And we have a snappy kind of a character. No, I have asked the Holy Spirit, move over. I want my German to come out of me in this situation. Don't look at me so sad. I'm telling you the truth. That he gave us the fruits of the Spirit. Because when there's people that are ugly to you, or hate you, or business situations where you, you want to be impatient, where you're not going to be joyful, which is your strength, where you're not going to be uh, full of peace, which is your guidance system, all these different things that, are, that need to be developed, get to be developed, you depend on them. You've got to know them first. These are free things given to us so that we can accelerate above what the world and anybody in the world is going to do. So thank God for the fruits of the Spirit, and that's not my sermon today, but look it up in uh, Galatians chapter 5. What else came in... Um, the ministry gifts are something that, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he has given, 
apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saint. That is a gift from God. And I'm not trying to boast, you know that, uh, but I'm going to explain. Those five are there to allow, you know, someone to speak into your life so that you can round the corner in knowledge, but also have somebody pull your ears like a father once in a while and straighten you out. Come on now. They were given, and they need to be, hey, God, I, I've got my personal evangelist, someone I, I like listening to. We're hooked up under Rama Bible Training Center. You know, there's others that speak into our lives as teachers. There's not a lot of apostles, but um, there are some out there. There's a prophetic realm. We want to listen to all of it because we're growing thereby. Growing. I'm going to be responsible as I return to God. I'm going to have this bundle. And he's going to say, how did the fruits of the Spirit work for you? How did you enjoy the gifts that I gave you that were there to strengthen you, to perfect you, to speak into your life, prophesy over you? Amen. We also know that uh, according to the Word of God, there is the gifts of the Spirit in the uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 14, the gifts of the Spirit are, are listed, and those are also for ministry service to other people. Um, the, you know, the gifts of healing, for example, the word of knowledge, words of wisdom. And I, I love hearing men of God that are seasoned and walk in some of those. You can, those are things that are distributed, and at Christmas, you may, uh, well, the Holy Spirit will give as He wills. It, the gifts of the Spirit are not uh, nine of them available for everybody because they're meant for service. So whatever you are bent to do, you will function in some of those. And it's so neat how, how men of God, you know, they uh, just, wow. they just like, hey, you know, there's a, the one I heard just the other day. It's like uh, a guy was ready to leave in the, uh, the service and the, the, the minister said, before you go, can I just tell you something? It says, uh, um, under your barber chair, there is a package that's not good for you. And uh, so the guy's like, you know, he, he was totally shocked. And what it was, they were, they had the barber chairs and him and uh, some of the, the others working there, they, they do their little toking up. And the, the Spirit of God knew that. Loved the man. Didn't want to embarrass the man. But the Spirit of God knew what was happening. And the man got born again. Changed his life. And those are those ministry gifts that were given. They're still given to work uh, the work of ministry. Not to, uh, you know, wow, I flow in the gifts. But they are given. These things are freely given for you and me. So that we can walk uh, upright before him. And fulfill the calls that he has on our life. Hallelujah. We gotta, these are the things that when we think of Christmas gifts, whoa, I, I, Jesus brought me this. Jesus brought me eternal life. And while we all live forever, but eternal life, meaning the way God has it, is the way we're supposed to live. Everybody is living forever. It's location. But he gave me eternal life. He gave me the ability. These are all the. Christmas gifts um, under the 56 different names that we read out the last year and that gave you the sheets for these things that he has given us freely so that we can walk in a life that, as it says, we are his representatives. Amen. Let's look at uh, another uh, angle of this here. It says in uh, 
in uh, the, the wise men came along and they had the three different uh, gifts and they are symbolic too. Uh, everything is that is uh, presented like that is to be uh, adapted into our life. Well, what is the understanding here? In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen? And so he came with a kingdom uh, which, of which he is a king. In fact, the Bible says um, in Isaiah, can you put up Isaiah chapter uh, 9? Let's do that one. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And we look at the natural government of Canada, and it's not exactly saying that. When you examine the word out of the Strong's Concordance, it means a prince that is ruling his domain. A prince. So the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Amen. So I can't put wonderful cancer. I can't put, uh, I could put, I can't put wonderful runaway children. Wonderful. What he does, because he gave us everlasting life, life the way God has it, Mr. Wonderful is um, giving us a, a vision of what he does. He says, I'm going to govern, uh, I'm going to rule in your heart. The Bible says there's a kingdom that came. The kingdom is not meat nor drink but righteousness, peace, and joy in Jesus. Amen? And he says, I'm going to rule your heart. See, you're consecrated to me. I'm going to rule your heart. I'm going to be Mr. Wonderful to you. I'm going to be your counselor. And we know that came in in John chapter 17. I'm going to send you the counselor, the comforter. Again, another gift, uh, another form of that's the Holy Spirit. Not, there's not three Holy Spirits. But he comes with the whole, I'm going to give you counsel, counsel. Uh, um, um, Comfort, um, all these different things that he came. He's going to lead and guide you into all truth. I mean, it's so simple. It needs to be celebrated at Christmas. This is what he came to give us. All oh, wonderful counselor, uh, mighty God. That means he can't and will never be, never be defeated. In John chapter 1, it says that uh, darkness was there and the light came. And the light could not, could not um, dispel uh, or the, the light, the darkness could not dispel the light. Amen. So we got a mighty God. He's going to see you through every situation. He's wonderful. He'll counsel you and give you all that is necessary in this life. Mighty God, everlasting Father of eternity, and the Prince of Peace. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we celebrate our, at our Christmas time celebration. And yes, I don't want to get so spiritually minded. I'm no earthly good. We buy presents. We do all these other things. But I do not want to make idolatry. All these things are so much more important. And got to get the big meal. Got to, you know, get, you know, all the treat. All these kind of stuff are wonderful in proportion. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'm just like, do your kids, do my kids know, hey, I'm so excited that Jesus was born and he became the sacrifice. I'm so excited because, you know, mom and dad, um, when I made Jesus Lord, the fruits of the Spirit came into me. I think that'd be, that's almost 
Not heard of. But children would actually respond that way because adults don't respond that way. And then, then not only did I get the Holy Spirit, and then He also, uh, according to His will, He gave us gifts. And then not only that, um, you know, just on and on and on, He He gave us. Uh, let's see what it says here for gold. Uh, it shows that Jesus is King. Um, in James chapter two, verse five, you can put that on. James chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Listen, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and in their position as believers and to inherit the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him? That's a picture of, you know, we may be uh, totally out of... Uh, cash as a as a someone that's before they get born again but the provision starts under Jesus the provision because you inherit everything that is necessary for life and godliness I'm telling you the new birth is a complete overhaul a complete reworking a complete new structure for those that believe in him Amen. And so, this is kind of cool. He says, uh, um, the kingdom gold represents Jesus as a king. In other words, he's ruling, he's running his household well. Amen. Why are there Christians that are not hooking up yet? Because of exactly what I shared this morning. We're not hooking up if we don't make big. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, um, we could neglect so great a salvation, Hebrews chapter 4. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, we could actually let this slip by us. We go, well, it's just another Sunday. No, it's not. It's a day that I'm getting tanked up on Jesus. It's a day when I get my priorities right. It's a day, okay, pastor, how do I do this? How do I get more excited about Jesus than the earthly things? It's a decision from your heart. Are you born again? Yes. Then you're a child of God. And the Bible says he inhabits your praises. Well, let's start out with the praise in the morning. Then the Bible says that uh, by the word of truth, we accept some of these things. What is the word of truth? Well, he's, he's uh, not only giving you gifts, gifts, good gifts, but he, through the stripes of Jesus, he's also healed you. He set you free. He set your family free. Every, all your children shall be taught of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. You can dance a jig. Well, they also brought frankincense. What does that mean? Frankincense is, uh, is, uh, talks about the deity of God, which is uh, gold, is, he's a king. Then um, frankincense talks about the deity of God. Second Peter chapter 1 talks about and what, what um, he was deity. And in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1, it says, uh, we now are partakers of his divine nature. We now are partakers. I am no longer just a mere man. The Bible talks about that in several different locations. We are not mere men anymore. We are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We are new creatures of a new kind. Amen? Thank you. I, uh, and again, you may sit back and say, overload, I don't, I, I don't feel that way. That's right. Because that's the different door. Uh, the Bible talks about they that are led by the Spirit. And then there's a sense, reason, that will always fight the things of the Spirit. Always fight. 
I'm a child of God. Well, what did you do yesterday? I'm a child of the king. Well, what did you, you know, and again, we can, we can, uh, uh, that's where the battle is. The battle is not out there. The battle is within us in, um, in all those different things. Amen. And then he gives us one more gift, which is really awesome. Is he gave us myrrh. Say myrrh. What is that all about? It is not only uh, that what they used to embalm bodies with, but it's also the ingredients in the holy anointing oil for consecration of priests for um, the work of, uh, in the tabernacle. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You guys are what uh, it has the power and the ability, the anointing. It's never your own ability. I, I'm always, uh, Sundays, I, I go back and I'm just like, Wow. You know, hands were laid on that person. Wow, the word came out and I never even thought about it. It's because we've accepted the anointing oil on us, which is depicted by what the wise men came. He's a king. He gives you new life, like the way life never was before. And he then gives you the anointing power for you to walk amongst the people and be that reconciling light. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to... Going to close with this scripture here out of Isaiah chapter 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This now qualifies you. Everybody that is alive and is consecrated to Jesus can read the scripture and make it their own. This is what Christmas is all about receiving the gifts, the real gifts, the real reason for Christmas first. And putting everything else into perspective. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Put your name in there. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Susan. <laughs> Amen. Because the Lord has now anointed and qualified her to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek. Wow. Hallelujah. Qualified. That means she's wall-to-wall -wall Holy Ghost. Qualified. That means she's born again. Qualified. That means she's got the life from above. Qualified means that the Savior took all her sins. Qualified means that she has the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Qualified means that the fruits of the Spirit are flowing through her. Hallelujah. And she walks in, a, in the integrity before the Lord all the days of her life. And I'm not even Susan. <laughs> But I speak in a third person. Amen. Hallelujah. My name's, that's just a better name than my name. So, hallelujah. So we are qualified to uh, the meek and the poor and the afflicted to preach the good tidings to them. You're qualified. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives. I saw again um, an evangelist that uh, they call this boy, actually these people came from far away, and it uh, came up front, and the boy's eye uh, was missing, and it grew back, and the evangelist himself was standing here almost like, this is happening through uh, this ministry. Yes, wake up. You know, I mean, he is awake, but it's like, it's, 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 
I, I don't even, it's, I don't want to use the term mind bending, but it's, it, I've, he said it before too. He says this lady came up front. She was walking on her husband's feet like this here up front. Had he let go, she would have fallen over like a dead fish. And her eyes had rolled back and, and she, she was in a wheelchair. And uh, so she, she, she was walked up front. She had nine strokes. Nine strokes in the, uh, about a month period, whatever. And that developed this, 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 and this problem. And as she stood up front, he even said, uh, bring a chair. And she said, I'm not going to sit down again. So you need that kind of bulldog tenacity. You know, you might not be sick, but I need that kind of bulldog. I am a child of God. And from this day forth, I'm going to tear it up. I'm going to, wherever I go, uh, this uh, Lord revealed to me again. Show me again. I don't let this depart. I should say, you know, you can preach the same message over until we get it and we walk out of here wall to wall God. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. So that lady made a decision that day after nine strokes. I cannot even imagine. And all the things shutting down in her body, uh, she said, I am not sitting down again. So prayer was, you know, I was made for her, blah, 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 blah. And he goes on, and all of a sudden this woman takes off running all over the place. <laughs> How is that possible? It's because you opened the Christmas presents to a Savior who absorbed your sin. Took, you took all the gifts that he had, took all the fruits that he had, consecrated yourself and said, I'm not playing church anymore. I'm not hiding behind Christmas anymore. I'm tearing out. I've been, what, 5, 10, 20, 30 years born again? And this is the depiction of what a born-again believer looks like. They go around doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. Hallelujah. That's all for free. Amen. As I promised in closing. And so that is upon me. And it's upon you. Read it. Read it in the morning. Read it in the evening. Praise God. And if the Holy Spirit says, you know, you've you got to lay down maybe this TV show or you've got to stop this over here, whatever, do it. It's all for the good of you. One day we're standing before the King and we're going to get to say, uh, well, we're not going to say much. I'll tell you that. But we're going to go and they're going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well Done. Done. That means you're doing when you're done. Well done, the good and faithful service. You, you've, you've, you've done much with, with uh, however it goes there, and uh, you're going to go into the joy of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. So does it behoove me to understand my Christmas position? Yes. He sent me to bind up and heal a broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives, to the opening of the prisons, and to the eyes of those that are bound. We could spend a, a week or two on each to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It's begun. Yeah. We're celebrating what begun. See, we're kind of between two right now. We're celebrating what begun 2,000 years ago, and now we're already looking to what he's, he's coming again. He's coming again. And so we only got, we got a little time to work here so we can, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I fear God, and I desire one thing, whether I'm pastor or not, to understand the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me. And to walk in the integrity there. And to walk before. If what you are doing is not uh, building that platform, then throw it out.
Build that platform. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. Keep building. Acknowledge what's already inside of you. Philemon 1.6 The communication of my faith is effective by looking and acknowledging what's inside of me. The communication or your lifestyle of faith is hallelujah. I walk out there in Costco and all of a sudden someone says, pray for me. I walked from shoppers to my truck and someone says, are you throwing a ram like that? Oh, 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 police officer walking there with, um, with, a, with a walker or kind of a buggy situation. The conversation started and I'm like, Lord, how will I see him again? He's a regular in shoppers, I guess. Will I see him? No, actually it was IGA. Uh, will I see him again? Will I be able to go further with this conversation? Because we didn't hold back on what we do, what our purpose was. The three testimonies that we personally experienced came out of my heart right then and there. Because he's a, oh, oh, you know, he's just, he's an old guy that whether I ever see him again, he heard of this kind of stuff happening in churches. And he's like, whoa, whoa. And stuff. And he had a whole bunch of stuff wrong. Should have maybe. I, I didn't quite feel to. All right, let's pray then right now. But at least he heard the testimonies. And he's going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb the word of, word of his testimonies. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. That should be happening every... Hallelujah. This is real. It is. Yes. This is... You know, the tinsel and all that kind of stuff. Most of the trees will be burnt there in the city square. But this is real. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I could just go on and on and on and on and on. Hallelujah. It's so good. The understanding. That's why I'm so happy with when revelation hits. Oh, when you read your Bibles, Father, open the eyes of my understanding. Pastor keeps talking that I am anointed. Pastor keeps talking that the Spirit of God is upon me. Amen. Show me, lead me, guide me. Write down these scriptures that I shared today. It's only the tip of the iceberg, but it will start. Your focus this Christmas will be on that. That's why we never even lit our candles. My bad. But uh, that's what, what the anticipation is. That's why Simeon was in the temple. Remember Anna and Simeon? He stayed there all the time um, and, and, or went there all the time. Anna stayed there from, for a long time. And he was just like, oh, there's the baby Jesus. Okay, here's what I see. I see salvation for every man, woman, boy, and girl. Healing, safety, soundness, deliverance. I've been waiting for the consolation of Israel. You know who Simeon is, right? He was an old guy sitting in a temple. And when Jesus uh, was to be um, circumcised at uh, eight years, eight days old, he was there, held the baby, and prayed over him. And Mary absorbed everything that he was saying. And so did Joseph. So he's there. But what did he say? He says, this is, I'm seeing salvation. I'm seeing it. Amen. And then he says, let me depart after this year. And uh, I don't know what happened from then. Maybe he wants to come back and say, look, guys, you, you're not picking it up. Well, you know, I've been in a temple. What does that mean? Consecration. I've been before God. And I didn't even have the new covenant yet. And here he is, a little baby. And he's here. Everything that's necessary for life and godliness in that little child. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm staying with the word.
I'm staying in the Word. I have a long way to go to, you know, with, uh, I don't say that negatively. Apostle Paul says, I have not apprehended it all yet either. But I'm seeing stuff. I'm growing and stuff. I want eyeballs to open up. I want that lady, if a lady came up like that in our service, just a simple prayer. And, and you know what? After some of those testimonies, the expectancy is much higher. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm just like, who? bring some sick people so that we can pray. Signs and wonders. Because my king is, is going to say, hey, did you pray for sister so-and-so? You know, she was, I brought her to your service and you laid hands on her or my wife, whatever. And, um, and in fact, anybody else can too. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you want to know more about this wonderful Jesus, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. With the heart you believe, with the mouth you confess. This is the day of salvation. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed. This is a time to get it right. This is a time to, to not play games because a part-time Christian will be defeated by a full-time devil. This is a day for being hot, not being distracted. Jesus. Pray this with me. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again from the dead. I will confess you with my mouth from my believing heart. Therefore, I am now a child of God. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Lead me in this newness of life. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, then you are now born again. Now get to a good church and get baptized and uh, get into the Word of God. Call us at 2508. Amen. Well, let's stand. I've had this song rolling over in my spirit just even as we started the service. And, you know, um, one of the prayers we have every service is that nothing be left undone. Amen? Whatever that looks like, whatever the Holy Spirit has for us. And, and let's just take a moment. And it's a really easy song. It's, it's the chorus of one. I don't even know how the, the rest of it goes. But it just goes, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb. And the second verse, Jesus is, is the lamb. Jesus is the lamb. I think we can do that. Amen. So just, just follow me and just close your eyes. Um, and let's just worship him because, I mean, really, the whole message is about just worshiping him and, and worshiping the lamb, worshiping Jesus. You know, not only do we have the anointing upon us, we have the anointing in us. That's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Amen? Wow, what we have that, that to worship him. So it just goes like this. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. 
Worthy is the Lamb, Jesus is the Lamb, Jesus is the Lamb, Jesus is the Jesus is the Lamb. Let's sing worthy again. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the just thank you. You are the Prince of Peace. And even today, Father, just remind us every time those, those things that, that really, they're important but not as important as you come to mind. You are the Prince of Peace. Worthy are you that your peace just saturates us today. It causes our minds to be quiet. It causes even healing to flow through our bodies. Even now, in the name of Jesus, just your peace, saturate each and every one of us. Cause those things that shouldn't be <laughs> to just go and flee in Jesus' name. All those worries, all those cares, all those things, right now, we lay them at your feet. You are the Prince of Peace. Worthy, worthy, worthy are you, Lord. And as we take that time every day just to worship you, even if a simple song like this, worthy are you, Lord. You know, you have it all, you've done it all, and we thank you, Father, that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that you are Lord. Every knee bows. Everything has to bow under the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, for that peace. Peace, peace, peace today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We'll just be seated for just a sec as I read the announcements. We have our family fun packs here today, so they're at the back, and I've got Snea helping me. Make sure to let her know you're taking however many you're taking. And, um, you know, so we have your name and how many you're taking. Whatever um, is not distributed by us, uh, we will take them to, you know, we've got women's shelters that we take them to, pregnancy care center, mamas for mamas. But uh, there's a little sheet that makes sure you grab this when you grab your packs of just the, kind of the instructions. And, and I'll read them to you. Pray. All of us have at least one person one family or individually that we can, we can give one of these packs to. Now, you know, if you know more, please take more. You know, up to, up to 10, up to 20, if you know 20 people or 20 individuals or 20 families that need it. 
uh, we uh, made an executive decision to go down to 100 packs so that we could up what was in the gift card. So there's a $25 gift card in each of those packs. There's books in there. There's, there's just fun stuff. It's good. The ladies that came on Friday, it's good stuff, eh? Good stuff in there. So uh, grab, grab the instructions, and, and we ask, you know, if you have opportunity to take a picture of who you're giving it to, it is awesome for our sponsors. We've had other individuals sponsor as well as ministries sponsor us uh, with giving out these packs. Um, and if you can't take a picture, well, at least, you know, write me a note to say, hey, I was able to give it to so-and-so and this and that, and, you know, it's just great for us to to hear that. So grab a, grab that. Don't forget to to grab those on the way out. Um, this Wednesday, no prayer. We're not having prayer until the new year. So we've kind of, you know, closed some things down. So you could just take the time with family, ladies as well. Uh, there's still Bible studies Tuesday and and Friday. Next Sunday is Connect Sunday, and we're gonna do something a little bit different. Could you bring? One of your favorite snacks that if you're able to, uh, maybe it's something from your nationality. If not, just bring your favorite snack. Now, we don't, we don't have opportunity to do f- too much food after because we have the other church coming. So if you bring something that you can grab with your, your fingers, all right? Or we nod your head, think of what's your favorite snack, and I'm able to make it and bring it next Sunday so we'll have some fellowship time after. And then on the 24th, we'll do a family service. Some of you have said, oh, we'll see you until the new year because we don't have service. No, we have service on the 24th, but there is no service on the 31st. Uh, And that's because we're off uh, to Dallas. So unless somebody wants to come forward... (laughs) and preach that Sunday, but uh, we're off to Dallas, so we won't do a service on that Sunday, but we'll resume again the following Sunday, and I think that's it, unless I'm 24th, there is a service, and we'll do some type of a family service, I mean, you know, we have the kids in the service anyways, but a little, you know, something that you can invite your friends to if, if you'd like to, and, and uh, you know, many people have things on the 24th that they do later. So family service on the 24th, say tw- 24th is a service, but not on the 31st. So, and spend time with your families on the 31st. Uh, we knew of churches, big, big churches, not that they, you know, the pastor was leaving so they couldn't, you know, hold the service. They, they did it intentionally so that you could spend time with your families. And I think it's a great idea that the families have holidays. Spend time with your family. Make an effort in that, that time. Do something with your family. Amen? Amen. Well, let's stand. Let's say our confession in closing. Tithes and faithful in, in your tithing. Offering is above. Off the top and the blessing won't stop. Amen? That, that's what happens when we, we give. So, And there's a container, our giving container, in the back that you can give cash or check as well. Amen. Well, let's say this together.
will be blessed. And again, the altar is open. If uh, you need prayer for anything, please do not leave this morning without coming up for prayer. Be blessed and make sure to grab some of the family packs. <laughs>